0: You're listening to Plain English Investing with Miles Dillon and Ash Martin.
1: Welcome back everyone. Sorry we haven't been here for a while, but we want to welcome you to Plain English Investing. I'm here with Miles, my mate, and we have got a podcast for you and we're going to try and do more and we're sorry we haven't been around for a while uh welcome back miles how you doing yeah mate doing good
0: we're gonna try and knock one out a month now i think aren't we
1: yeah definitely we got to haven't we Let's
0: um do it. yeah i've had a lot of feedback from people actually uh i was with a friend this weekend and he asked me why, why we haven't done any podcasts recently i was like, i don't know we're just sort of like not sure and we've done a few episodes and i don't know i was like, we just didn't we don't get a lot of feedback from people no one messages us or anything to give us feedback but then this mate of mine was like You fundamentally changed the way I save my money and invest my money. He said some of your episodes have just maybe completely changed how I invest my money, and I've never, you know. So I was like, well, encouraging. He said I now save ten percent of like everything I earn and invest that. And he was asking me about what you should invest it in now. He said I've got like a good little pot now for the last like year and a half that I've been saving it, and I'm ready to like invest it into like a couple of different things. That's quite good. Amazing.
1: Tell you what another friend of mine is exactly the same thing, he started really? investing now. He started, he's got an app, uh, you know, the hard hard grease lands down one, yeah,
0: and yeah. He's
1: been investing on that, doing a similar thing. He's been investing into index funds. So I think we did an episode about index funds,
0: yeah, so that's yeah. encouraging.
1: So that was yeah, kind of yeah, That's yeah, no, good. We changed
0: a couple, couple of people's money situations, which is wicked. I think it's cool, See about. yeah. So I think we should do a few more, man, because I think people are listening. And uh, I mean, we know there are some people listening, but no one tells us whether they actually like it or not. But hopefully, you like this. but we're going to do a slightly different bit of a different format tonight, but do you want to jump in?
1: Yeah, I want to jump in. I, w- I want to know about Alibaba because I know that you've been investing in Alibaba and yeah. you must have done some research on Alibaba.
0: So, yeah. talk to me about Alibaba. Well, Alibaba, if you don't know, is um, it's a Chinese company. They're basically the Amazon of China, but they also have become lots of other things as well, like they're like a finance company. They are like a bank. They do tons of stuff. They're one of those companies that are just huge, 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 huge companies in China. Um, but this is kind of contrary to some of our advice about sort of investing in ETFs and index funds because I've actually invested directly into Alibaba now, which I do a little bit. I haven't put a lot of money into it probably I don't know, less than one percent of my, uh, or around probably uh, probably around one or one and a half percent of my like total invested funds um, is in Alibaba now, which is pretty tiny in terms of monetary amounts. But um, I just like have over the years heard so much about the company, always sort of read about them and heard them in the news. And don't know, I just started doing a bit of research on their like cash flow turnover. And what's the, what's the ratio, the ratio, the return on capital. P-E ratio. Yeah. The P ratio and the return on capital. They just like chuck out cash, like bonkers percentages of cash. I'm terrible with numbers, so I won't be able to like quote all the numbers here. But like, they, they are just like a cash machine, and they're growing at an incredible rate of about nine percent a year. Or they have been growing at around nine percent. They were growing at like double digit growth before that, but now it's still the last two three years have been at eight or nine percent a year. And um, recently, I don't know if you saw that the um, the founder of Alibaba, a guy called Jack Ma, yeah, he he just disappeared earlier earlier last year because he said some slightly negative things about the Chinese government. I mean, this guy is like one of the richest men in the world he's like super powerful really but the chinese government they thought that he'd just been kidnapped and no one really knows what happened to him and eventually he kind of like appeared a few weeks later um but since then the share price of the company has been on like a downward trend for ages and i can't remember it's about it's about 70 percent down from its all-time high just before the covid crisis and I I can't understand what the actual problem is with the company or why the share price is down. I feel like it's just market sentiment, but um, I'm just, I've just bought a little bit. I'm going to hold it for a long time. If it absolutely tanks, I'm not too bothered. I'm just going to hold it, but I just can't feel like it's going to go much lower. They're just chucking out cash all the time. And yeah, I've just decided to buy a little bit. It's, It's partly as well. So I have a bit more exposure to China and to Asian markets so that's kind of my little share thing that I bought recently. What do you think about that? Do you like, don't buy that, it's a terrible buy? Or... Alibaba, no, I also bought it as well, yeah. How oh, is was it? <laughs> uh, and, and, and Gemma, and my wife
1: bought it as well. Um, because Gemma has used Alibaba for a long time and she's, she loves it. Right. Uh, you know, you can buy stuff on there so cheap and it will come to the UK. And I've always thought, I, I totally agree with what you're saying. And actually anyone who's listening needs to listen to Miles because you are really good at picking individual stocks. I have to tell you, you're... You, you are really good at that I- i've seen you doing it i know you've got a <laughs> funny face now but you you are really good at that because yeah. you've got you got in, you've done really well with individual topics so um do but, your, but it, do your yeah. own research yeah yeah do
0: your own research
1: it's, it's, yeah. it's a it's a great i mean one thing that concerns me about china as well is is china and i don't know if i trust china but then yeah. um, i always used to think with our clothing business mine and german's clothing business I've always thought how could we get into China? Because China is a huge market.
0: Yeah.
1: If, if you want to get anywhere, you want to get into China and they're growing as well. Yeah. Uh, and you think, how could you get in there? But that's it's impossible, really. I'm not saying it's impossible. I'm the sort of person who doesn't like to say things are impossible, but it's a very difficult task because they're just a completely different market. However, if you want to get into the Chinese market, then why don't you buy a company? You know, and yeah. it's a fair
0: assuming. Okay,
1: but so yeah. is a really good one to buy because it's like Amazon in China. So yeah. Me, I think it's great. And my only concerns are there's a lot of issues around China at the moment with this yeah. uh what's that bank called? another uh, not the bank, the uh the building uh, company that's
0: yeah yeah, yeah yeah. Yeah. Oh, uh it's called mean, now, yeah.
1: This, oh, so the, i I have the name in my head earlier, but I can't remember what it's called now, yeah. But they are going to go, you know, they are supposed to be going bust. I mean, they're supposed to have yeah. been well over leveraged. Uh and you're going to give what they're called. I can't remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Evergrande. Uh, Grand, the Evergrande. That's like yeah. Evergrande. That's it. Evergrande.
0: Yeah. Something's going
1: to happen with them. Yeah.
0: What do we you think about Evergrande stuff? Man, I don't know loads about it, but I just think, like, when I heard it, I didn't really pay much attention because I just thought this is a standard story of a property developer being over leveraged, surely. It's really sad. A lot of people are going to lose a lot of money, all the people who have bought places off plan. Um, but I just, it, it didn't it's, more, really... it's more
1: serious than that, though, I think. I think it's more serious. I think Is it because pension... It goes-
0: Because pension funds and a lot of investors have exposure to it. I think globally, yeah, I think it could be, I mean, a lot of people are saying it's going to be the brick in the bubble, you know, that's... Uh, I don't know. I don't know about that. I don't know about that. I just think people are are more uh, accustomed to a property company going totally bust like that now compared to like they were in 2008, 2009. So I I don't know. I haven't paid that much attention to it. Um, Partly because it doesn't really affect me that much, but... Yeah. it didn't really
1: stop me. It didn't really stop me. I just invested in it anyway. I wanted to get some exposure to China. And also another thing I agree with with you on it is have you have you seen Ray Dalio's new book?
0: Um, no, but I've, I've probably listened to the same podcast you have. Have, have we? OK, I've been listening
1: to I've, I've listened to quite a few podcasts with him talking about it over the years because he's yeah. been talking about it as he's been
0: writing it. But he's recently yeah. released it. Yeah. Uh, I mean, is the book one of those ones that's like 700 pages long? I don't know. I mean, I've actually been listening to it because so I don't have a time to read it. Oh, okay. I've got, of, I've got
1: I've got about six books I'm reading at the moment. So, okay, so okay. I've got, put them ahead of this one, but but I wanted to get some of the content into my head. But he's quite positive about China. He he oh, really? almost is saying that the next change of world order power. is going to be yeah. Yeah, the next, yeah, exactly. The next yeah. global power is going to be China.
0: Yeah, I won't be so, surprised. The thing is, um, the only other thing that um I mean we're going off subject here, but the only thing about like global powers rising up is that um something i was reading a while ago is that the 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 next global power normally comes from nowhere like it comes from a place where you're not expecting it to like so a country that you think um is absolutely nothing suddenly over the course of like 40 50 years rises to be a global power um and i just feel like sometimes people are like china's going to take over and be the global dominating power but actually i think it will my my feeling is it will come from somewhere else like probably in asia potentially in south america I mean, El Salvador, it could just be this like random little country that then becomes like the most wealthy country in the world. Um, you know, so I don't know whether it's too obvious for China to become the global superpower. I don't Maybe know. El Salvador. I sort of feel like China already are the like, they've got the you know the second largest army in the world. Like, I just feel like potentially. Yeah. They already are one of the big three. They're yeah. already too big. Yeah. Um. Anyway, what's some of the other things? Do you want to jump on... Um your point here i like that warren buffett not leaving money to his children so do you want to tell me about that well this is an old one i just i just was doing a bit of research the other
1: day i was reading an article that i thought was really interesting it was actually about his granddaughter getting into nfts but oh, it's yeah. not his real granddaughter it's oh. his i think his son married a lady who had a young baby and he kind of adopted the girl or something okay so it's not actually a but she got into nfts which i was quite interested about and obviously because warren buffett's really against all that kind of stuff i don't know yeah. if he's against it but he he yeah, I, th- I say he's a gay, I think they call it rat poison.
0: Yeah, they call yeah, Bitcoin
1: yeah. rat poison, so they are pretty much against it. But I just thought it was really interesting because he he's apparently not leaving anything to his children, which I think is quite a well-known thing. Yeah. But he did give them some stock in Berkshire, Berkshire Hathaway, and... They sold it apparently. I think one of them sold it because they wanted to remodel their kitchen or something. That's what I read. That's <laughs> but if they'd hold to that stock, then it would be worth 250 million. And now I kind of think the reason I want to talk to you about it, because I was thinking now they don't deserve to have it, do they? Because it's like yeah. they don't deserve to have his money. His money was made because he was a, a very shrewd stock investor, a money man. And they have basically sold something that to him probably was so valuable that he gave them that would now be worth 250 million each yeah and they sold it probably when it was 100 grand or something they sold what, it well
0: what you say that they you're not you're not going to give your children any money
1: no i mean i don't know about that yeah too young to really think about it but i i i do often think about that i of course i will but i think with my children i don't know what you're thinking about your children but i want them to be well educated first i mean i mean, they have to appreciate it you know yeah. we've worked really hard for our money and you know anything that we've invested it's it's been blood sweat and tears so you want them to appreciate it and yeah and understand have an understand you want them to have a fundamental understanding i mean if i was warren buffett's kids i'd know to hold on to those shares because he's my you know you must know if you're yeah dead, yeah he the the, <laughs> pretty clever he, he, but he's always i mean his fundamental thing is isn't it to buy and hold is like one yeah. of his and to keep because of the value of it, it's just if they didn't appreciate the value of that, why would they sell it? I don't know.
0: Well, hard. like that's the only way you can really learn, isn't it? Because surely they'll be able to look at the other grandchildren and be like, Oh, I shouldn't have sold that. And they'll isn't that the lesson that they then look so at this, their, is the actual, this is actually this is actual kids. It's actual um, children. Well, the same. Yeah, yeah, look yeah. at their siblings and be like, if my if you know, me and my sisters were given stock and my one of my sisters sold it when she was like, you know, 19 because she wanted to. Buy a car or something, and that's what it was worth then. And now I'm sitting on two hundred fifty million. You'd help your sister out, wouldn't you? But like, I
1: think they all all sold it. From what I've read, I don't know that much about it, but I was just interested to talk to you about it. Well,
0: actually, I don't know whether that's so bad. Actually, maybe that's maybe that's what he kind of thought. I'm going to let you guys learn a lesson yourselves. And I'm sure they probably got like a reasonable amount for it. You know, and then they sell it, they realise they made a silly mistake and then hopefully they're like, maybe that's the lesson he really wants to teach them. Because then if they end up with 250 million now, that's it, they don't have to work ever again and then they're just like sport. Then maybe okay, they're actually it to them, I'm giving you a thing, you have to shoot it well. If you don't shoot it well, you'll learn an expensive lesson. I'm not
1: sure how recent this is. I just think okay. I just heard that it's now worth that. I think when they sold it, um, this was years ago. Mm. This might have been back in like the 90s or something or...
0: I don't know what are we what are you going to do with your children say you've got the means to give them everything well how much do you give them not everything I mean you don't need that much money to be able to give them everything you only need a couple million and that's more than enough you know to give them everything that they ever wanted and needed as adults my, per, as well. my personal goal has always been if I can leave
1: my children with assets and they understand the difference between an asset and a liability hmm. so they understand that an asset's going to pay them money and they need to hold on to it that's like the key bit of financial information
0: I want to pass over Mm. to my children. I've already started teaching them that. No, what about you? I sort of think, yeah, I'll quite like, I mean, I'm going to leave them some Bitcoin. I've got some Bitcoin that like I won't let them have until they're like 19 or 20 or something like that, you know, and hopefully that'll pay for whatever they want to do, like in terms of like education or starting a business. But I think, I mean, my goal is I couldn't, I can't do this now. My goal is to buy them a house, each of them like a house or a small flat, or something something that they can live in and they can just work in Tescos and just live like you don't have to be that clever. If you've got a house and you own it you, you don't have to be that smart to just like have a basic job and earn enough money to eat. I think once yeah. you do that that's it you don't really need to do anything else for them they need to figure the rest out for themselves. I just sort of feel like that would be a nice thing to do. Yeah, I'd love to leave them some money but at the end of
1: the day at the moment, Every bit of savings I'm and, and assets and stuff I'm buying. I'm thinking of our retirement, because I don't yeah. really have a pension. Yeah.
0: yeah I mean, yeah. I do
1: because I invest money, but that's the only reason I do. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's probably not as big as say a policeman's or something. You know, I know yeah. you get big pensions. Have you talking about Bitcoin? Have you seen about this Miami coin?
0: No. Oh, mate, that is really cool. <laughs> oh, no, <laughs> gonna, is you're, gonna,
1: you're gonna you're gonna love this. Am, um, I, so... am
0: I gonna like it though? Because it's like, is it like a right? Is it like a is it a shitcoin basically? Is it a rival to Bitcoin that's rubbish?
1: I think the hardcore Bitcoiners would say it's a shitcoin, yes. Uh, I wouldn't because it's Bitcoin backed. So it's a Bitcoin backed coin. Oh, yeah. Okay. It's, 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 a, it's a derivative of the Bitcoin blockchain. Okay. So it, it, it hashes onto the Bit, Bit, Bitcoin blockchain. Um, so when, but. The difference between so with with Bitcoin, if you if you were a miner, when yeah. you mine a Bitcoin, then you get hundred yeah. percent of it, don't you? Yeah. And it's yours. Whereas this, they've written into the code that when it's mined, mm. the miners get seventy percent of the profits, and the yeah. city, so the city of Miami, gets thirty percent. And oh. I heard the, the 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 I heard the uh, uh, mayor talking about it. The Bitcoin um the Miami mayor Suarez or something. He's called, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, Francis Suarez. Yeah, yeah. he loves Bitcoin. He's cool, actually. I really like him. I like what he had to say about it. And and what he went on to say, basically what happened was they, they built this coin and it generated 30 million within its first few months. I mean, they weren't expecting it to do that in a year. So he was obviously really surprised. That's awesome. And and, and what he's talking about doing with it, he's talking about taking 5 million in fiat. So taking 5 million of that, that the profits off the table yeah. in fiat so he can yeah. show the world actual or, or the government, yeah. This is actual cash, the people of Miami, this is actual cash we've got. So it's not some fake thing, it's real. The remaining 25 million million is apparently is going to go into Bitcoin. Every uh every person in Miami who's registered to vote is going to get a wallet, a digital wallet.
0: This is oh, yeah. really cool. Yeah, okay, this yeah, so this cool. Is, Okay, yeah. This is quite sick. And, yeah.
1: And and ev- every month they're going to pay I think it's every month. Every month they're going to pay a Bitcoin dividend into those wallets. So it's quite clever if you think about it, because it's twenty. It's, it's like only it's you're registered to vote for a start. Okay. So it's going to yeah. get so there's so there's six so there's six hundred thousand people in Miami, and two hundred and fifty thousand of them are registered voters. Is that it? So I yeah exactly. So he'll he and who are you going to vote for? The man who's giving you Bitcoin, sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, even if you sell it, I, I mean, the the, the Bitcoin they've got at the moment is worth thirty three. Um, I, I worked out it's 33 dollars a month at the moment i mean okay. you're going to be happy that like, as a resident i mean i know yeah, it's not much just get it
0: yeah
1: just get it and sell it 33 dollars. thank you very much every month yeah. coming into your yeah. account it's going to pay for your sky so how, how
0: is Walmart. it linked to bitcoin the price of the miami coin is, is linked to the same price as bitcoin is it that's
1: the bit i don't really completely understand because it's a bit, all i know is it's derivative of bitcoin okay i'm not that technical with actually how that works but i i well, understand it as somehow it's my i think i wonder if it's mining bitcoin uh, i wonder if it is mining bitcoin but um they've written into the code that 70 percent goes to the miner and thirty percent. and okay, i don't know if he's doing, he's doing he was talking a lot about power as well like he's really into power and stuff and um how they're gonna like energy you know
0: like okay or yeah or, but i, I am, wonder if um yeah i think that sounds cool mate it sounds dope and also it helps onboard people into bitcoin as well I think it's like, so cool. Uh, that, everybody, yeah, everybody like who gets though. it. Yeah, they'll just be like, "What is this thing?" I need to find out about Bitcoin, and they find out about Bitcoin, and then they go down the rabbit hole. Like everybody talks about, right? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's sick. I wonder who. Are the you first, going but... down the rabbit hole? By the way, oh, what? Of, the rabbit hole. Of, of what? Of Bitcoin. Been, like, Are you going even right? more down that? Since last time. Uh, no, I've actually chilled out a bit. I, I have been buying some Bitcoin recently because the price has dropped, but not not much. Just like I would normally, normally, normally just do like a, a, a sort of dollar cost average buying of it um i'm not too stressed about the price going down which is unusual like normally i am a bit more stressed but i i've not been listening to all the podcasts that i usually listen to i've just been a bit more chilled like there's one i listen to most days because it's only like 15 minutes i just like sort of like all the news in in bitcoin crypto and nfts it's just like a chill one but i used to listen to like hours of bitcoin podcasts but now i'm literally just like so saturated and it's quite often the same people on all the different podcasts isn't it
1: uh, I know what you mean. Yeah, you just you get the same circuit of Yeah. People, so yeah, yeah, you have to be careful. But I've actually got into more books. I've ordered a few books, and I have started reading a few books about money. And I've been looking into a lot of detail on the government websites in the UK. So I've been looking on the Bank of England's website, and I've oh, been yeah. reading up a lot about quantitative easing and all the money okay. printing. I'm going down that rabbit hole a lot. Oh, okay. And I'm getting on easy about it. And I've looked at the House of Lords website. I've gone on all of that stuff Why? as well. Because they've they've done a the House of Lords have done like an independent study on the Bank of England and what they're doing and they're kind of against it as well not against it but they're they're asking questions and they're kind of they've got a committee asking the Bank of England questions about all the money that's been printed we're up yeah. to like eight hundred and fifty billion or something like that
0: yeah mate of, of printing that's a lot that's a oh, lot of money like, this. I would like to speak to someone about how where this money actually comes from like why do you have to borrow some money when they can just like print it you know just like make and, that's basically
1: you, what they do though they swap it for a bond because i've been re- I, they tell you on the bank of england website what they do with the money so a lot of it i think like 80 or 90 percent is given to the government in a sense that they do a swap so they swap mm-hmm. like bonds
0: oh and i they, see and yeah that's
1: and that's like how they're borrowing it it is like it is like they're lending it to them yeah but okay to pay it if they can't before. afford you can't you can't not pay your money like you can't Default on your debt if you're in control of the money supply because you can just print more to pay your debt.
0: Exactly. And, and the also, point. the more you print, the less the debt is. Like It inflates, exactly, it inflates the, inflation. the cost of debt. Yeah, exactly.
1: Yeah. Exactly, mate. Exactly. And it's the um, thing. And and, and um, Rishi Sunak, who's our Chancellor of the Exchequer, he hasn't signed some document. I've been looking at that as well. He's supposed to have signed a document uh, to agree this quantitative easing and it's not been the the, the deed documents not being signed and and the house of laws are asking questions about that it's good they're asking questions and figuring it all out but it's basically supposed to run as a set what, 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 what's really been getting my head going and getting me into loads of books and stuff about it is it's not supposed to be centralised but it is centralised they're, they're working together they're supposed to be independent
0: but everything yeah. is central. I'm realizing yeah. everything is centralized. I don't for yeah. everybody. I won't go into too much detail. No, no, no. But um, um yeah, I, I I basically don't have any faith in the system actually working properly, apart from for the in the interest of the people who run the system. So when you start telling me about how this works with that, and then they print money and they haven't signed this thing, I'm just like, yeah, like that's how it works. If you're in, you're in and it works for you. And if you're in government, it works for you. Not you're necessarily making money out of it in an illegitimate way it works for you in terms of power and like consolidating your power as the party here in man i'm a proper anti-establishment you know it's 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 not going to surprise me any of that stuff that you're reading those books i'm just like yeah that's what's happened for years
1: i'm not anti-government or anything i'm only reading books about money like (laughs) the, the ascent of money and the history of money and stuff like that i just i just guess i'm really looking into this i do believe what Ray Dalio is saying i think there is going to be a global something is going to be a change of world order and I, yeah. i'm thinking maybe more maybe it's bitcoin that's what yeah but like you say i listen to all those podcasts and all those people who obviously are saying that and they've read all these books and it's a rabbit hole once you're down that you're just in that zone and you can't get out of it
0: mm. yeah the, it's- the um the only rabbit hole i have been down recently is nfts And I just feel like I was so late to the party on NFTs and I should have been ahead of the game. having been on my crypto for so so early on that just NFTs. I just thought this is a fad, but actually I'm now starting to really understand it. And I really quite like, I'm going to buy some NFTs. I've got some Ethereum, like ready to buy a couple of NFTs, like just cheap ones that are like newly minted, not like ones that are like at Yacht Club that are just like going for half a million dollars. I'm like the NFT rabbit hole I can see is kind of the future. and We should do a whole episode on NFTs actually so we can learn more about it. it. Um, i'd love to do that perhaps should we just hit on one more thing i think we've done everything else in this in the list we've made but um well i'm
1: interested in something else you were saying about i just wanted to see
0: in the list it's the stuff it. on Naval, isn't it
1: i want to talk about Naval as well though but no yeah. i wanted to know about this too oh ones. oh yeah <laughs>
0: okay autonomous let's let's do that then i'll do too simple and then we can both talk about Naval and then yeah yeah go for it right? so too simple is um an autonomous truck company so it's like driverless trucks and um People think this is like years and years away in the future, but actually it is coming really, really close. Driverless cars is actually more difficult than driverless trucks because there's a few more complexities around driverless cars because they have to like drive around by themselves to pick you up. But driverless trucks are here already. Just before Christmas, this company called Too Simple tested the first run of a driverless truck going from one um, like truck depot to another truck depot, like 130 miles away took like an hour and a half or something like that to drive there because it's all on highways. And then it goes, you know, it's crazy. Something has loaded this truck up, like uh, from a forklift, has loaded the truck up. That's not autonomous, but you can see how a forklift truck one day will easily be autonomous onto this truck. This truck knows it's loaded. Someone clicks a button and the truck drove from one city to another city without any human intervention whatsoever. No human driving it, no human even watching it but they were all watching it because they are just like watching the video. And I'm geeked out because I I watched the video because there's like videos of the truck and like there's some cars driving past it. And some of the cars are from the companies that they film the truck. And it's like, it's an hour and a half long video. I just watched it on like super speed and just skipped through to the bits where it was like turning corners and like going um, having to go on traffic lights and stuff like that. And then I skipped through to the end when it like got to the docking station. You know, uh, it's incredible, man. It's crazy. That truck delivered that stuff without any human on board and the crazy thing about this is that those trucks will be able to drive through the night all the time they can refuel without anyone needing to be there and a truck driver can only drive for like six or seven hours something like that before they need to stop and have a rest and are they electric then or yeah they they are electric as well that's sweet but um yeah man like it's crazy like if i was watching that imagine watching somebody install solar panels, like a robot install solar panels. And like, they've done it now. If I saw somebody fit in a gas boiler, like a a robot doing it, and the whole thing without any humans being there, I'd be worried about my job. I'd be like, oh my gosh, I need to change jobs now. Anyone who's in that field, anyone who works as a driver professionally, if you see this video of the first delivery with no human intervention, and you're in denial, being like, "No, it never happened. It never happened." You are living in the past, and you're like, you're stuck in your ways because it's going to happen very soon. These trucks already—they just after they did that thing, they took an order from DHL for like two thousand trucks or something, something like that. Two thousand trucks wow. from DHL, and then like a bunch of other like delivery companies have all been ordering their trucks, and it's all going to go. So I see you can buy the—they're the, the, listed, so you can buy. It. Have you bought? Yes. Them? No, I haven't bought the stock yet. I, I'm not sure about it because. I don't know whether they will be the leader. I think with those things, um, who knows who's going to end up as the market leader because they're the first, but does that mean that they're going to end up being the best and the ones that are able to, they're great with the tech, but are they going to be able to monetize their business really well? I don't know. I don't know enough about it. So I've got like an electric vehicle tracker fund. So when did you, when did you buy this? When did you watch? No.
1: When did you watch this video? Like when was it released?
0: just before christmas so it hasn't really done anything to their stock price well it's it no Nvidia. stock price is like they they're they only listed like a, less than a year ago i think and they you know they had a big pop i think at the start when they went yeah and they went public and then they're probably down now aren't they
1: they're at fifth they were at their highest was say i think their highest yeah you're right their highest was like 54 dollars a share okay. yeah and uh yesterday they were at 25 dollars a share
0: Oh, really? Okay, it's pretty cheap. right now they're $27.9 a well, year. Well, still, you're still paying $27 for a company that just loses money every year at the moment, I imagine. But I think it's pretty promising. I think it's cool. It, it wasn't so much to do with that company in particular. It's more to do with like the whole industry. I just think it is going to change so quickly that by the time our children learn to drive, I don't even think learning to drive will be a thing. That's my prediction. I, I think
1: that too. I agree with that. I don't think our children will learn to drive, which
0: is sad in the way. I've always thought I'll be teaching yeah, yeah. girls to drive, but yeah. I don't think I will. But it's actually much safer, mate, because like so many young people die when they learn to drive. True. Everyone knows yeah. someone who's crashed their car when they were like seventeen or eighteen, and like either yeah, not... I nearly died in my Trinquichento. Yeah, <laughs> I, I had a Peugeot one hundred and six that I like spun around the road across the other side of the road. You know, yeah. just ended up in somebody's front garden. Luckily, um, yeah, well, luckily, you know, if you just if you just grow up and you're just like, oh, it's not even a thing to learn to drive because you just order an Uber, drive a Uber, and it turns up outside your house. It's so cheap. You just do that, don't you? Our, you know, we probably won't even own a car. We'll just have our vans for work, and then our cars would just be like for, you know, hanging. We won't even have you just, just
1: pay a subscription, won't you? Yeah, exactly. pay a subscription, exactly. and it would just turn up to your house when you want yeah. it. You book yeah, it. You book it if going out.
0: Yeah, it would be like unlimited Uber. You can just do it as much yeah. as you want. Exactly. Anyway, that's my work. thing. That's my thing. I just thought that was really cool that that's actually the first official truck. I think trucks are going to happen before... Um, for driverless cars, because I think the problem with driverless cars is there's so many routes that they can do, whereas with a the truck they can map like a like a say a company that makes wooden desks or something, and they sell Ikea. those desks. Yeah, so they sell those desks directly to IKEA, and IKEA, or they're the manufacturers for IKEA, and IKEA then distribute it from their warehouse. Every every week, a truck arrives at the warehouse, picks up five thousand desks and drives it to the Ikea warehouse where they're put on the shelves to be sold. That is like an easy route. It just does left to right, left to right, up and down the same road. Like there's no real, there's no real deviation in, the, in, in that other than they have to check the roads, not got any children running onto it. There's no car, it's something something dodgy on the road or dodgy drivers. But that's so easy now for them to map that and do it by an autonomous vehicle. I see what um, you're saying, yeah. So it, that's going to happen so quickly. Because so quickly, yeah. Yeah. they're yeah. even building warehouses in different locations so that they can use autonomous trucks like some companies like what's the point of us having our warehouse here if we put it here on this highway we can then start using autonomous trucks we don't have to deal with drivers anymore I love this company already where did you find this company then how did you find out about it um so I I get this newsletter called future loop it's free you can get it it's uh, Peter Diamantis he's like this like futurist investor future loop I get this email every day with just like a bunch of like good news good tech news I love it do you Read it every day. I don't read it, I just read the headline. Yeah, I read the email, but it's just headlines, and you can click through to the articles, which are like the long read articles. But I just read the headlines and like the little snippet of the article, and then when there's something interesting, I click through and check it out. Top global breakthroughs, yeah, it's research it. just for you. Yeah, I'm definitely yeah, saying like that right now. Yeah, you could know um, right now, mate. Okay, yeah, you can make it like a bit more tailored to the stuff that you're more interested in as well. But I just get, I just received the same email that Peter Diamantis receives so you can choose his settings. Cool. So he, he, yeah. There's one more thing that we do before we finish. I want to ask you about the Naval book that you gave me that I loved. But I want to I ask you it. what your like best what your best point was from that book or maybe one or two points. If it was something that anything is in your mind about it. You've read you've read it more recently to me. So you tell no. me first
1: yours and I'll tell you mine after I have got something. Okay. I'll tell you what it was the best book I read last year.
0: Yeah definitely. same. Same, same, same. I gave it to my brother-in-law for 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 Christmas this year. And I was like, "This is the best book that I read last year." And oh, I was with dude, those... "Is he reading it?" Does he like I don't it? know. He's probably got a stack of books that he's reading, but like when he reads it, I, I don't know. I don't know if he's going to love it as much as we do. But it's not just about making money. It's like happiness, wealth, and something else, isn't it? Yeah, I've got it on my shelf. Hang on, I just see. What's the sort of title of it?
1: A Guide to Wealth and Happiness.
0: Yeah, great. It's the
1: the forward is by Tim Ferriss, and he never does forwards, apparently. Yeah, but he loves he loves Naval,
0: so it's called the Almanac
1: of Naval Ravikant.
0: Yeah, um, it's this, this book is not actually so written good. by him. It's actually just compiled of all his, all his podcasts and writings and tweets, and someone has like moved them together and edited them all together to make it like a seamless book. It's dope, isn't it? Yeah. If someone didn't tell me oh. that, I would have thought the guy had written it.
1: Honestly, if, if I if I Took any passage out of this book, you you would love
0: it. It's, it's so tr- good. Yeah, they're all kind of. You need to read it, it, basically. Yeah. Oh, it's, it's, so,
1: every every part of
0: it is like it's valuable information that helps you. Go. On, what was yeah. your biggest? So I've got two points. One is on sort happiness, and one is on money. Um, the money one is um, just his his section talking about owning a part of a business. Unless you become an owner of a business, um, and that's through starting a business, owning equity in a business, or buying shares in a business on the stock market you're you're an owner of the business so you earn money while you sleep so we own alibaba shares so it means that when alibaba make money we get paid like a tiny bit because we own a tiny proportion of shares but you know now while china's asleep and we're awake when we're sleeping china will be on making money and we'll be getting paid like that's the way of earning while you sleep so and for me that was like you know he talks about the other side of it which is like what 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 we do or what i do is like i get paid by the hour or by the day to be a plumber and you can never get paid while you sleep you can never get paid on a holiday you, you only get paid for your time and there's a there's an upper limit to how much you can get paid for your time even though i charge absolutely top dollar <laughs> for my time it's like there's a limit and even if you're like a, you're a higher level professional like you're a top level doctor there's still a limit to you to how much you can charge if you're charging five thousand pounds an hour you still can't earn while you sleep and so like for me i mean i'm grateful we've just i think since we did the last podcast we've done a deal together and we've like bought a house rented it out and now it's like cash flow and money we we get paid while we sleep effectively from that house and i love that yeah that's why I, I love that that bank
1: balance is just it's just picking ticking up because yeah we've leveraged that house to the max we've got every room rented independently yeah. haven't
0: we and yeah, yeah. it's pretty cool it but that's really just cool. that just encouraged me more to be like over the next 10 years to move like away from plumbing more into property and potentially other businesses as well and always in a direction of earning while we sleep like not not just for it's not even about earning while we sleep it's just like it's just owning a business because that gives you freedom for from being employed by somebody else I just like I mean I already knew that but I just the way he phrases it all this just like makes it more clear and just makes you think right I have to do this this is what I need to do it makes it so
1: clear, and I guess that's where my point kind of comes in, because I was really keen on what he said about finding your like special expert, yeah. um, level of expertise. I can't remember what it because yeah. I read it back yeah. in the summer. Yeah, but it's like find what you're really good at that only you are really good at, and and everybody has something. You just yeah. narrow it down to something that you're really good at. Yeah, and then leverage that in some way and and, and when you really think about it and you read the whole book and you really start thinking about that then you can think of some way of doing that and it does make sense it does make sense to make money while you're sleeping it it does make more sense than slaving away it's it's old-fashioned to work like yeah like you say everything's going to be autonomous in the future everything yeah people will be putting boilers on the wall in some way yeah we can't get our head around it now but I'm sure before there was televisions, people would never have got their head around it. If you told them there's going to be a screen on the wall, it's going to play something, you're going to watch it.
0: They probably could not have yeah. got their head around that. Yeah, like, shut up, man. That's bonkers. Some, stuff someone's about. going to walk
1: on the moon up there one day. Someone will be like, yeah. what are you talking about? You know, it's going to happen. So, yeah, I just, uh, it does make me think, how can you do it? And, and it does make me think, hang on a minute, everything I'm doing, even right now, very little of it is being paid while I'm sleeping.
0: Yeah. Um, I just and have even one... if you can
1: take a little step even if you can take a little step yeah go on what's your
0: yeah, I said the other thing which is like not to be all about money because it is actually about money and happiness and he's like happiness is happiness is not a thing that you you have it's something you work on um and yeah just the, in the happiness section the bit he was talking about judgment did you, do you remember a bit about that he's talking about judging other people one, no. okay so he's talking about judging other people and like I'm particularly this particularly happens to me quite a lot the like I'll see someone or someone will do something. I don't even know them. And I just look at them and think, oh, you're bloody annoying. Like I find, I find people annoying quite a lot. Um, and um, the thing he was saying is that if you want to be, you know, build your happiness, you, you need to not judge other people because judging other people kind of just, all you're doing is trying to make yourself better than that person. So you see someone who's like fat. Yes, time. I remember that. Yeah, you see yeah. someone who's fat and you're like, oh, look at that fat person. And then it makes you feel better about not being fat. And then if you see someone who's like doing, you know, getting a job that you want to get, you're like, oh, that person's like a loser. there. so like, I'm a little bit better than them. So you always, it's basically all to do with that insecurity and trying to like make yourself feel a little bit better than everybody else. But he's like something that he has practiced quite a lot is that when you see someone do something immediately in your head, just so you see someone running, like I saw someone running today and they had like sort of their leg kind of like swung out to the side. And I was like, oh, you know, what an unathletic runner! I was <laughs> just like, I'm so much better at running than them. Um, but as soon as I do that, I just you you change your thought and go, actually, I'm sure they're trying their absolute best to like get better at running. And you just say that, even though it's not what you feel, you just think to yourself, I'm sure they're trying their best and running is not their strong point, but they're really going for it as much as they can. Great. Walking along. I was out,
1: mate, I was out running today. It wasn't me.
0: Was it? <laughs> <laughs> no, you're laughing, mate. I would have been like, who's this guy <laughs> coming towards me? Champion <laughs> the Le Monde of like the mountain runners would have been you. Um, but, but that's really helped me. Like, it's honestly helped me because even when I speak to like customers on the phone who call me up and they're like, doing my nut asking me the most ridiculous questions i just think to myself they're doing their best they literally have no clue what they're talking about they're just trying their best to like to to, to understand why their boiler's not working and why i'm not coming back to fix it or something you know um yeah it's really helped me and he, naval is encouraging because he says if you do it enough it becomes, you You know, you can rewire the neural networks in your head so that you don't even think about it. All you do is you think the best of people and you don't judge them. So I was like, if I can just do this enough, then I will just, it helps you the happiness because you're never like finding people annoying and you're never trying to put yourself above other people. Yeah, that's cool. I think that's why the book
1: is so cool because it is half, half about wealth and half about happiness. Yeah. And yeah, it's worth reading it. I read every single bit of it. I loved it so good
0: mm. I'm glad you liked it as well I wasn't sure if you would actually so I loved it. it best book I read best book I read last year I'm so grateful you gave it to me but what I'm, books are you reading right now? I'm actually reading the Naval book again because I got a Kindle for Christmas really? so I'm and on Kindle books are cheaper much cheaper so the Naval book is like a tenner or something like that or like 11 99 on Kindle it's like £1.60 oh right it's cheap I thought it was supposed to be free online I think he's made it free oh yeah? I'm sure you you'd can be, you've been year. marked off yeah, but I think on on Amazon, that's probably just Amazon's fee, then yeah. isn't it? That's all they charge. Yeah, but it is, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So like I mean, I'm just reading the book again and I'm doing the highlights so that I have all that my favorite bits into one document. And Good now idea. so I'm mean, I'm done with paper books, mate, because the highlighting feature on the Kindle just changed my life. Because I'm so oh, bad, no, I, love,
1: I, love, I love feeling the pages, mate. I just love. I know, it.
0: but I, I'm um, so bad at retaining information that, that the highlighting feature of the Kindle sold it to me. I was like, I have to do this because then I'm gonna eventually. If I if I had read, I wish all the books I'd ever read, I had the highlights. I would just have this like trove of amazing information that I could just have a page on each book that I've ever read, all my favorite bits. So the next, I know someone weeks,
1: who does that. I know someone who does that, and I think they sell their, they actually sell their newsletter. Really. Um, and it's valuable because this guy is really good at it. He reads loads of books. I'll have a look now what his name is. Hang on. He reads loads of books and I, I'm signed up to his um, exclusive podcast. You have to pay for it. Oh, really? Um, but it's worth it because he reads books. He just loves books and he reads books. And I found loads of books through his podcast. It's called Founders. Oh, and cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know this guy.
0: I don't he him, reads so. books.
1: He reads. But You can get a free version of it, but it's not as good. And he's been toying with it. He like, Sometimes they give you one whole episode for free. And I think now he only gives you 20 minutes of the episode. And his episodes are like a couple of hours long. Oh, really? Uh, cool. But he, he, some, he, reads, he basically reads the book to you, but he reads bits of the book to you. And I, I bought a few of the books so I've listened to him. But he, get, he takes all the summaries. And then he says, this book is reminding me of what Charlie Munger said in his book. And Okay it's the same theme here and he's got these kind of topics and themes it's a really good question if you're ever interviewing anyone who's like really knowledgeable to ask them what's your like of all the information you've ever read of all the people you've ever interviewed what would you say would be the top five bits of advice you've ever had or the top five clues yeah. of life yeah, 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 yeah it's um i
0: don't know what mine would be i've probably only got one or two at the moment but like no
1: but yeah yeah but asking somebody who who like like him who's read all these books he's read hundreds yeah he's read hundreds of biographies of anyone you can think of he's read their biography mate um so he knows what's made them tick and why they've been successful he knows and he's seeing like commonalities that's what i mean what commonalities are you seeing between these people that's made them successful he could probably name the top 10 these are the top 10 things that the reasons why these people are so super successful yeah he's read sam walton's book he's read winston churchill he's read like loads he's read more than one book about winston churchill as well he's not just reading one
0: okay you know he's reading he's reading like 10 you know (laughs) he knows about these people it's really cool that's it founders i've found it very interesting talking about all those things man um let us know if you're like into what we're chatting about. Please like, like, and subscribe us because that really helps us boost up the ratings. And we're going to do another episode next month, similar kind of format. And then after that, I think we'll try and like interview somebody and just do a couple by ourselves and a couple of interviews and yeah, let us know what you think. Even if you're one of my friends who like, listens to it all the time, please still text me. And let me know like what, what you think of the episode. listening to plain english investing the straight up investment podcast uncomplicated chat about how to manage your money savings and finances we hope you enjoyed this episode please rate and subscribe this podcast is for entertainment purposes only its content does not constitute financial advice you should seek help from a professional before making financial decisions thanks for listening